from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, July 14th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. A former Chillicothe Boy Scout leader is under investigation for the molestation of young boys in the 80s and 90s. Brittany Bailey reports the suspect has confirmed years of rumors but still faces no charges. This past weekend, Bill McHale himself addressed those rumors on Facebook. The admission of being a child molester was blunt, and that led off a lengthy, now-removed post from Bill McHale. This post comes after a 14-page Chillicothe Police Report narrative was leaked to several media outlets and spread across social media. The report details a number of allegations against McHale, ranging from the 80s to mid-90s. The names of more than one dozen potential victims are listed, some as young as 10 or 12. In Chillicothe, Brittany Bailey... Ohio's top law enforcement officer reacted, saying cases like these are a complicated legal issue. Tracy Townsend explains. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost commented on the case, saying, quote, the allegations and apparent confession of sexual abuse surrounding a former Boy Scout leader in Chillicothe deserve swift, severe punishment. But Yost went on to say, because of the statute of limitations, that might not happen. But federal guidelines are different. Certain child sex crimes can be prosecuted at any point during a victim's lifetime. I'm Tracy Townsend. Democrats and Ohio's teacher unions blasted Education Secretary Betsy DeVos as callous and clueless for her call to fully reopen schools this fall amid a surge in coronavirus infections. The Columbus Dispatch reports the Ohio Education Association and Ohio Federation of Teachers both issued statements yesterday that criticized the Trump administration for, quote, utterly disregarding the health and safety threat of reopening schools without clear public health guidance, end quote. The decision on when and how Ohio's 1.7 million students return to school will be made by the more than 600 local school districts, but Trump has threatened to withhold funding from schools who do not fully reopen. Since June 1st, Columbus police officials say five teenagers have been shot and killed in the city. Tracy Townsend says leaders are moving to make changes. That recent uptick in gun violence has community members and city leaders calling for change. It takes all of us to stand together and say no more. Not on my block, not on my streets, and not in my neighborhood. Columbus Safety Director Ned Pettis there. Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther says one reason we are seeing this recent spike is because of the coronavirus. Many community programs that would normally keep kids, teens engaged are now shut down. I'm Tracy Townsend. Ginther says the city is now partnering up with local organizations to create more activities for kids. Even with businesses reopening and employees going back to work, a new report shows many families are still struggling to pay the bills. More from Angela Ann. The COVID-19 eviction defense project estimates one in five families that rent their home could lose it by the end of September. And what could lead to an even more dangerous situation? Many families facing eviction double up with other family members, leading to a higher risk of spreading COVID-19. I'm Angela Ann. A U.S. senator from Ohio is looking to create help for child welfare agencies during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. ONN's Michaela Madison has the story. Senator Sherrod Brown recently introduced the Child Welfare Emergency Assistance Act designed to provide funding for key programs to support youth and families. Brown has stated that these agencies have been hit hard and many are concerned with future hits as state and local governments face budget shortfalls. 
House. If passed, the bill would allocate $2 billion to specifically support child welfare agencies. Michaela Madison, ONN, Canton. Diabetes puts people at a higher risk of getting seriously ill from COVID-19, and there are plenty of people in Ohio in that situation, ONN's Dave James reports. Tracy Brown is the CEO of the American Diabetes Association. She says 34 million Americans have diabetes and 88 million more have prediabetes. There's 1.4 million Ohioans that are affected by diabetes. I mean, this is no small issue. She says watching your diet and monitoring blood glucose levels are important, as well as adequate sleep and being active, even if it means simply walking. Dave James, ONN News. People who test positive for COVID-19 are usually expected to self-quarantine at home. ONN's Ashley Goodwin has advice from a doctor. Dr. Susanna Shermer says start distancing immediately. Using a different bed, different bathrooms. If you have to be in the same room with someone, wearing a face covering. Dr. Shermer recommends having a thermometer and pulse oximeter on hand. The pulse ox detects how much oxygen is getting to your blood. It goes on your fingertip. Usually anything above 94% is pretty safe. If you drop below that, it's a little concerning. She also recommends using Tylenol to reduce aches and pains and to get up and move around the house. Thank you, Ashley. If your condition worsens and you consider going to a hospital, you should find out what the policies are there for being admitted. And Capital University is joining the ranks of sports teams across the country, re-examining their team names and mascots. Kevin Landers reports from the Columbus suburb of Bexley. Well, in March of last year, Capital University's mascot study group was formed because people were concerned about the mascot, and 500 people signed a petition to have the nickname removed. Now, Capital is known as the Crusaders. Its mascot is called Cappy. The university says in recent years, its nickname has been challenged by students and faculty for its connection to the historic Crusades. The university sent a quote saying, we believe this decision is a positive step forward. It's an opportunity to unite the capital community around our shared values and mission. From Bexley, Kevin Landers. Special thanks to our affiliate station WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.